0: This is Sick and Wrong. America's number one source for anti-social commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, America's home for anti-social commentary. I'm Dee Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. We're the hosts. And uh, yeah, if you noticed, I changed the intro a little bit. It used to be America's number one source, but I think I might change it to America's home. What do you think? Uh, Home for antisocial commentary.
1: Is it more cozy, like Little House on the Prairie type thing?
0: Sort of. I mean, it's just like, you know, for all those people that are antisocial, they can come listen to our show, and it's like being in their living room. Are you Pa and I'm like Ma? We're like the Beverly Hillbillies, <laughs> but of antisocial commentary. So it's like a mansion more than a house. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Well, this is podcast number seven here.
1: Where's Ellie Mae?
0: Ellie Mae? Yeah. Um, She's outside. Taking a crap in the outhouse. <laughs> all right. The anti social outhouse in the back.
1: Okay. Oh, but anyways, all right
0: anyways, this is podcast number eight. And uh this show is brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. I'd like to thank them for hosting this show. Thank and, you guys. Yep. And it's good. It's good. We're on podcast number eight now. I know we have a series going on here. I think, I think like, we're s think it's seven. Seven? Right. Alright, my bad. We're podcast number seven here. And uh yeah. So I was looking Today, Lance, you know, as usual, like I was looking perusing for articles and I just keep seeing all these new articles coming about, about the, uh, the, effects of that political cartoon with Muhammad. It's
1: never going to end. I
0: swear to fucking God, yeah. dude. I swear to fucking Muhammad Allah Akbar. There, there's just like one run after another. Like I read this article today about in Pakistan, three guys died. Because they're rioting, they burned down like a KFC. Right. And they burned burn down a, a McDonald's or something, right. and through rocks through like a Kmart. I don't even know they had KFC. And why, why do they even have KFC in Pakistan?
1: Uh, you know they they can eat chicken. They like the chicken. Who doesn't like the chicken?
0: <laughs> Does Muhammad like the chicken?
1: I think he likes the chicken. I don't Although, know. don't offend anybody by
0: saying that. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, I'm kind know. of scared. But seriously, dude, they're going crazy about this goddamn. Cartoon.
1: You know what's funny? Granted, like after nine eleven, like the coverage of that went on for years, still going on. But if you think about like that discothèque in Australia that got bombed, um like they only covered that for like a week. <laughs> or like when that that town in um yeah, but this that is town a... in Egypt got bombed. You know that like a- outdoor cafe that only went out, that was only in the news for like three days. Well,
0: dude, this is like a worldwide crisis. And you know what? I just keep thinking, it's like, dude, can you take a fucking joke? Come on here. And, and so then that, that Iranian president, did the, the the whack job that's over in Iran, is like, yeah, you know, I, I want to do a contest here of everyone to send out, you know, the worst Holocaust cartoon that you can come up with. And it's like, you know, I I defy you. Do it. Go do it. You know, I wish someone would do it, and I wish they'd have, like, a cartoon of a bunch of dead Jews in a mass grave and Hitler, you know, taking a piss all over them. Rising like a phoenix? Right, yeah, <laughs> rising like a phoenix from the flames. But whatever, you know, they could do that. And you know what the Jews are going to do? The Jews are going to look at it and be like, this guy's fucking crazy. Who cares? We're not going to go burn down a fucking embassy. Actually,
1: I read something funny on the internet today. Um, there's some some Jewish guy who lives in Israel is is holding a contest for jewish people to do the most anti-semitic uh political cartoons they can do and his An anti-semitic po- one right his whole point is like we can anti we can anti-semite you know we, we can, can out semi- anti-semite anybody on the planet so don't even fucking step <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's kind of cool i might right. take him up on that right no, I mean seriously, it's like Jews just don't care. It's like go do it. I mean, yeah, we'd be pissed about it, but you know, whatever. Even Christians, like Christians, get pissed at South Park, so they boycott advertising or they. Right. Christians get really pissed about that stuff. They, oh, you yeah, know, but do they burn down churches? They, no, they but torch they do.
1: KFCs. They do get their panties way in a bunch if you say anything about Jesus or anything. But you're right; they ha- they have restraint
0: in their expression of their anger. Uh, dude. I, you know, I, I just don't get it. But it was funny though, because I, so I was, you know, reading about this, all this mayhem that's happening because of this cartoon. And then I'm looking in my email, and one of our friends, who should go unnamed because he's probably going to get like firebombed because of this, send us this comic. And I know you're into comics. You, you have that website devoted to comics, right? And. It's actually kind of funny. Let me just describe it to you. It's it's a one of those like what was that called? Just one square comic. I think they just call it a one panel, one shot. Uh, So it's a one panel comic here of Muhammad, I believe, wearing like a turban and a robe with a robe pulled up, and he's scratching what appears to be his vagina with like. A bunch of sand, I imagine, coming out of it. He's irritated? Uh, yeah, it looks like he's irritated. There's like a scratch, scratch, scratch written by it. And then there's Buddha off to the left, who's sitting next to a guy who kind of looks like Jesus, and then he's got a huge Jewish nose, so I'm thinking it must be Jesus. It's a pretty it's a pretty poor depiction of Jesus, but I, we can only assume. It is pretty poor, but I, I'm thinking it's probably meant to be Jesus. And Buddha's saying to Jesus, what's wrong with Muhammad now? And Jesus is like, oh, he's just got sand in his vagina again.
1: Are we supposed to take that literally? Like, Muhammad had sand in his vagina? Or is this a
0: metaphor for something? I think it might be a metaphor for all that angst in the Middle East. You mean kind you of how, how... All that know, anger. Followers
1: is be- of Islam, they just
0: get angry at the drop of a hat at anything. And well, I think they get angry because always they all irritated. have sand in their vaginas.
1: They're always irritated about
0: something. They have sand in their collective vaginas. I'd like to thank um, our friend here for saying this in, and uh, yeah, you know what? We should post this on the site. Totally. We're going to have to post it on the site, and uh, hopefully we don't get firebombed because of it.
1: The sick and wrong uh, compound is heavily fortified against firebombing. Against so.
0: firebombing? You know, I'm just worried about someone's just going to ring our doorbell and just bomb strap their chest because once they see this, this Always- is incendiary right here. <laughs> Always use the peephole before you open the door. And if it's someone wearing a turban, just don't let them in no turbans no turbans allowed i don't know you know you know i just with all this craziness that's going on you wonder if bin laden's behind it all i wish somebody would just get that guy Well, I was thinking about this today, so we kind of have a badass in government right now by the name of Dick Cheney, and I was thinking maybe if we sent Dick Cheney just armed to the teeth like Rambo, right? I mean, he's obviously good at shooting old men. (laughs) How old is Bin Laden? Like what, in his 60s?
1: I think he's late 50s, 60s, something like that. I mean, supposedly
0: he has like health problems, he's kind of decrepit too. I think Cheney should take Bin Laden quail hunting. But seriously yeah. though, but seriously though, I was thinking about this the other day. You know how like uh, Bush has like a billion dollar bounty on his. What, what's the bounty on Bin Laden? It's Isn't there huge, a bounty? It's some huge amount. I can't. I, believe, I think it's I like fifty million dollars. I don't know
1: why. Just some. Don't we have badasses in this society anymore? Like, can't somebody just, dude? I'm surprised. Go and get him.
0: I'm surprised one of the Arabs over there haven't sold the guy out. I mean, fifty million dollars. They sold out like Saddam's kids. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, you know, I, I just think it'd be great if like one American. American, has to be an American just go, it's just like you know fuck it I'm sick of this war I'm sick of the terrorism I'm sick of our army just you know ineptly fighting all these people I'm just gonna go over there and do it myself just one badass Rambo like guy
1: I'm thinking I'm thinking Snake Plissken
0: yeah, Snake Plissken, Exactly. He's got to have a leather vest on and maybe eye an patch. eye patch. Has to have an eye patch. Right. It just goes over there, you know, no shirt on. Doesn't even need a shirt. It just like wears like, you know, a bullet belt or something strapped across his shoulder.
1: Maybe he has like a badass 1970s muscle car that he like peels out in the desert.
0: And or like... you know a guy like that that would need a sword. Just a big, huge broadsword. Right. Or maybe a broadsword and a samurai sword. But maybe just two swords. Think of how badass this guy would be if like, let's say if it was like even me or you just went over there. Chopped Bin Laden's head off, brought the head back to Washington D.C. and just threw it on the steps of the White House. And was just like Bush, "Bring me Bush now, bring me my bounty," <laughs> and just pull out the head of Bin Laden. That'd be awesome. I mean, just could you imagine? Like, would you be like the supreme badass of the world?
1: Yeah. I mean I you, you could you could write your ticket to become the next president. But give you probably give me my bounty. The guy probably wouldn't even want it. He would just be like, Give me my bounty
0: so I can go back to my whatever, his hideout. his domain or right. something. I, I mean I I don't even know. It's just like but I wonder how like news reporters would they would they would they would want an interview obviously. He wouldn't give it to them. He's
1: too much of a badass to sit there on 2020. Give me the bounty. What, is he
0: going to talk to Katie? Here's the head of (laughs) Laden. Can you see him talking to Katie Couric or something? I I just wonder what Bush would say. You think Bush would just be like, you're the bravest man I've ever seen?
1: Wouldn't matter what he said. Would you get like a purple heart? The guy wouldn't take it. I mean,
0: that's the whole point. He's not in the army. He's a one-man army. He's a one-man army. That's what we need is a one-man army. A mythical hero. I kind of hope one of our sick and wrong listeners... It's just out there. It's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go get the head of Bin Laden.
1: It'd be cool if he had a sick and wrong Dude. t-shirt on. <laughs> just with the head, wearing a sick and wrong t-shirt? Underneath his leather uh, leather jerkin.
0: God, that'd be some great publicity, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: Well, maybe one day we will read about this badass. I, I still personally would think it's great if it was uh, Cheney, but I don't know if that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a little under the gun. Wow. Well, no pen intended, but you know, he's under scrutiny right now. Under the gun. He can't he can't do any secret missions over to wherever
0: Sandland. He's a badass. I heard some uh, something on the radio, someone did a a song parody of Chaney Got a Gun. <laughs> you hear that Chaney Got a Gun <laughs> Badass. Anyway, so uh, let's move on here. So uh, sick and wrong. America's number one source for antisocial commentary, and also the home of and the home of. Um, this is a game, people. As you know, it, it is a source of antisocial commentary. It is a, a a show about news, antisocial news. But the point of the show is is Lance and I scour the internet for the most disgusting article that currently happened usually has to to happen within a week and uh, we go head to head this is about and whoever finds the most disgusting sick repulsive article just sick and wrong article of the week wins a case mgd this is why we don't have time to go
1: find bin laden and be badasses in that way because we're too we're too busy being badasses battling each
0: other Exactly. I mean, we're, we're, we're preoccupied here. We right. don't have time for all this terrorism. So
1: somebody else who's sitting on their ass maybe can do that. But we have this that. to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're busy here. So anyways, um, yeah, I, I found a great article. I know Lance has been touting this article to be like one of the best that he's ever had. And come to think of it, I think you're down a couple. So you need to find a good article here. Because last show, did I win last show? Last show was a draw. Oh, yeah. Last show was a draw. Well, people, we invite you to uh, to vote on the, on which article is your favorite of the week. Sick and Wrong podcast at Hotmail.com. Or uh, check us out on iTunes. I know we're up on iTunes now. You can just do a search for Sick, Sick and Wrong, and uh, we'll show up. And then just email us. Tell us which article you think is uh, the sickest, the wrongest, the most disgusting. I think you started last time. So. It's your turn to deal the first blow. So how about I kick it off? I, I have this great article here, so... Let's go. My first article of the of the night here. Um, this happened just past Sunday. This is just this past Sunday, February twelfth, and Fresh. it happened. Yeah, and it happened in Australia, which is a key point. So uh, keep in mind, this happened in Australia. Here's the headline. Court hears grisly details of multiple homicides. This happened in a place called um, Sunshine Coast. Uh, I love some of these names. of uh, Everywhere everywhere down in
1: Australia is all sunny and shiny
0: and coastal. Sunshine Coast. And uh, yeah, it didn't involve Crocodile Dundee, but it might as well have. But anyways, the Sunshine Coast court has been told how an accused double murderer cradled one of his dying victims in his arms for three hours before finally strangling him with a shoelace because he could not stand his death throes any longer. The victim was later found by police wrapped in bedding in uh, his backyard, his hands tied behind his back with a phone cord and the shoelace still wrapped around his neck and both of his eyes cut out of his skull. Wow. Yeah, this dude really pulled the number on that's him. That's like a red dragon where, you know, well, remember you got to take the eyes. Well, remember Both of his eyes were removed. Um, I guess in a videotaped interview with police played uh, like the first day of committal proceedings. And actually, you know, this is a, it's in Sunshine Coast, but it's in a place called Marukador. Marucador. All right. I, I guess that's somewhere in Australia. Andrew Frederick Smithers gave a graphic account of a night of drinking and drug taking that culminated in a jealous outburst and then uh, violent acts. Andrew's only 27 years old. His victims were uh, Earl Watson, 51 years old, and Natalie Adams, who is Earl's wife, who's 48 years old. So what happened here is Smithers and his wife, uh, Smithers' wife is named Judy, had been living on a tent on the property of Earl and Natalie. So Earl and Natalie own this home. I think all these people sound to me either to be white trash or hippies. Not Who quite knows sure. What
1: happens in Australia though? Maybe that's just normal. Do
0: they even have hippies
1: in Australia? Something similar probably.
0: Yeah, I know, I know what they're called there. But anyway, I think they're called Aborigines. But uh, so anyways, uh Smithers and his wife lived on uh this guy's property. And so, I guess what happened, this happened, uh, the killings actually happened March 16th. The guy was just charged with the, the murders, though, on Sunday. Smithers said that he and his wife, Judy, Adams, and Watson, that's Earl and Natalie, and uh, Judy and Smithers, had all been drinking copiously and then uh, smoking marijuana since 10 a.m. the previous morning. So, this happened, like, late at night, like, around 11 o'clock at night. So, they'd been drinking, They're on, like, smoking thir- their 30th
1: weed. hour or something?
0: No, they're probably, like, 12 hours into it. Okay. 12-hour drinking binge and uh, smoking some marijuana. But, you know, it's funny because, like, I've drank a lot and I smoked marijuana, like, you know, two, three days straight. And I've never done this before. But who knows? It's different in Australia. They have more angst down there, I guess. So the mood changed that night when Judy, who is uh, Smithers' wife, became upset with Natalie for flirting with Smithers. So Judy, who's Smithers' wife, was upset that this other guy's wife was uh, flirting with him. She gets up and she pushed Natalie. And kind of a fracas ensued. So Smithers grabbed Judy to try to stop her from fighting it. And then all of a sudden Earl came up behind him, hit him on the forehead with a lump of wood. And then, quote-unquote, everyone started to get violent towards one another. Which is just kind of funny. Because, you know, if you think about it, drug parties always deteriorate so quickly into hitting with lumps of wood. I know. Australian hardwood. uh, Every drug party I've ever been to has always involved a lump of wood. So um, this is Smithers recounting what happened. I think I sliced her neck and stabbed her a few times. All I remember is ending up with a knife in my hand and Natalie dead. And I just panicked. I sliced her neck, stabbed her a few times. There's blood everywhere. We're slipping around, covered in blood, all wrestling on the ground. And then I think Earl copped it next. Earl got stabbed in the chest, back, neck, legs, and arms, I think. What's, where's Smithers' wife during all this? I guess she was just kind of running around screaming in the background. <laughs> so they're all wrestling on the ground, and he stabbed her And he stabbed Earl in like the chest, the back, the neck, the legs, and the arms. Just kept going. And then um, he grabbed an iron bar and hit him over the head several times because he was screaming, and I just couldn't handle his screaming. It was ruining my high. <laughs> the guy's he's there. I do well. Yeah, he just like stabbed them and started, you know, killing everybody.
1: Somebody's always got to be a
0: buzzkill. So Smithers then told police that he sat with Earl for three hours, watching him die because Earl didn't want to be left alone and had asked that an ambulance not be called. So he sat there with his dying man with a bashed open head, stabbed on his legs, his arms, shoulders, and chest. And just sat there for three hours. He's a compassionate killer. <laughs> right. He's like Scora, the gentle shark.
1: Well, and plus, you know, he didn't call the ambulance well, it sounds to get a trustworthy like, It sounds to trustworthy me like friend. he didn't
0: want to have to kill the guy. But then, you know, I mean, shit happens. He couldn't control his wife. He just couldn't control her. I mean, the the, the girl started this fight, and then, look, you know, look what happens. It's kind of like uh, burning down the KFC because of a cartoon. But I don't understand why the guy didn't want an ambulance to be called. And also I don't understand is why did the guy want to sit with his murderer for three hours? He was like, you know, just hold me.
1: Well, there's only him and the the murderer's wife. And apparently the murderer's wife is in hysterics. She's not going to be any good.
0: Well, apparently the murderer's wife, I guess, was in hysterics and then just fled the scene. So he was just sitting there oh, it was with just the, him the at that two. Point. Well, with the dying husband and the the dead wife, and I guess Earl said that he wanted me to get a pen and paper so I could change his will. He asked me to bury him in his backyard and put a marijuana plant on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line of the article.
1: No, you know what I think is funny though. Hey, dude, uh, uh, can you bring me a pen? I gotta change my will. You probably crossed out Smithers name.
0: <laughs> just, just bury me in a backyard and I I'm not leaving you anything, by the way. And and put a marijuana plant on top of me. And Smoke you, my ass. And you're not getting shit, <laughs> dickhead. But this guy was a true pothead. And you know what I get from this is that Australia has white trash too. Right. I mean if you you read this, and you're thinking, you know this guy? In his will, didn't say anything about where where my fortune is. Probably because he didn't have a fortune. Yeah, I don't he probably he's lived got in a fortune. trailer. His only thing in his will is just bury me in my backyard with a marijuana plant on top. But he did have a will. I I'm I'm <laughs> wonder what was in the will. So uh, Smithers goes on towards the end. He was very not well. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, put a shoelace around his neck and uh, finished him off, as I just couldn't see him like that. You know, although I did all that to him, he was still my friend. Yep. <laughs> he's compassionate, man. I just hope my killer does this. You know, it's knife, iron bar, shoelace, phone cord to tie him up, and he's still... You know, it's still his friend. Right. But you know what they don't explain? They don't explain why he cut his eyes out.
1: They never... Well, you told me to remember that. I thought you were going to have a well, big finish with the eyeballs.
0: Well, no, but that's what I was saying. It's like he... both They found the guy with both his eyes removed, but... They never explain it.
1: I think the story's... I think that the guy's not telling the truth. I, I think, think it's he, a sloppy
0: narrative, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah. Well, anyways, he's um, you know, he still his friend, held him, to, held him there, and just kind of cradled him. And then he wrapped their bodies in sheets and pillows, dragged them into the bush around the yard, because he didn't want his wife, Judy, to see him when uh, she got back. And uh even
1: though, even though she saw the whole act of him stabbing that Stabbing him,
0: yeah, and bashing him with an iron he want, bar. He didn't want to let her see the carnage. He the told police effects. he tried to clean up all the blood all over the place and called his father, who uh lived about thirty minutes away, first to tell him what had happened, and then he called him again to leave an answering machine denying what had happened. <laughs> this is, this guy's brilliant. Hey, that message before? Yeah, I was just real high to disregard <laughs> Later he described the whole incident to police as a really bad trip. I don't know, dude. From from this whole thing after reading this whole article, number one, us, you know, America's not the only country that has white trash. There's white trash in other countries. Yeah, that's good. And know. number two, I will never go to Burning Man. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I will never go to Burning Man. Because Act. of this story? Dude, because of this story, this is, like, something that hippies would do. You know, hippies claim to be, you know, under this veneer of peace and love and everything. Give them a little bit of drugs, load them up with some marijuana, some acid, or what have you. Right. Next There's... thing you know, they're stabbing you, smacking you with a shoelace and an iron bar, and then... Cutting your eyes out.
1: Well, they uh, they typically have all kinds of, like, paranoia and anxiety about weird shit. And if you push the right buttons, then, yeah, you're going to get stabbed.
0: Exactly. I don't know. It's just probably one of the most disgusting things I've read this week. But It's, it's really such all, a
1: grisly murder. But it's really all... St- the root cause was Mither's wife just having a problem with some little bit of harmless flirtation.
0: It was harmless flirtation just led to everything. You know what's kind of funny? You just wonder, like, had maybe they not been high, he would have been like... You know, I'm, I'm not interested in her. We could have talked this out. Or just like, cool it, bitch. <laughs> Dude, Snoop Dogg would have just sprayed her down with a 40. Right. Probably would have sprayed both the bitches down with a 40. Dick Cheney would
1: have sprayed her with Buckshot, but she
0: would have lived. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. And then she would have had a heart attack. Right. I don't know. All in all, in conclusion. I won't smoke on the, the chronic with him scale, either. On the sick and wrong scale, I think I'm going to have to give this, just because the Grizzly account, probably about an eight. Um... I like the eyeball thing I wish it was
1: explained and I also fortunately it isn't. I always like uh, I like homicides where they have to tie you up or choke you with something that's not a rope, like well, a phone cord or a a coat hanger or a shoelace—that's always extra gruesome. Dude, this to me. guy
0: kind of sounded like MacGyver, though. I mean, right. he was using anything he could find. But they, to kill I, this I hear dude.
1: about that a lot. And if you watch The Shield, uh, the greatest show of all time on TV, they also have lots of scenes where people get tied up with phone cords or extension, or you know, the lamp, the yeah, plug but do to they the get lamp,
0: hit with like you know, an iron bar, stabbed no. with a knife, no. and just—I mean, just everything that was around the guy. The guy really used his surroundings.
1: I'm gonna give it a seven and a half.
0: Seven and a half is pretty high score. I'll accept that. All right. That's pretty high. Okay. People, I invite you to vote on it. Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Let me know what you think. But right now, Lance, I think it's time for you to rebuff my article. You think All you right.
1: can win? Um, I think so. All right. Bring it. I'm going to tell you the story, and then if I have
0: time, I'm uh, going to give uh, you a little kicker story. ladies and gentlemen.
1: Hello. All right. Florida pastor accused of throwing puppies from pickup truck. Oh, Jesus. A Springfield... Oh, Jesus. It's already better. <laughs> you feeling the heat? God damn it. <laughs> a Springfield pastor was arrested and charged with animal cruelty after a witness told police he saw the pastor throwing puppies from a pickup truck, according to a report. Now, you do you think... The pastor was, you know, he couldn't take care of these puppies, couldn't get rid of them, couldn't give them to the pound. He was maybe just dumping them out of the side of his pickup truck. No. The pickup truck is moving. And, uh, so the guy
0: was driving and throwing puppies at the same time.
1: The, the witness said he saw Vincent Cohn, who's the pastor of the Anointed Church of God, throwing several puppies into the woods and leaving them to die. Here's a quote. <laughs> Listen to the quote, man. He was actually throwing them, not setting them down, but throwing them (laughs) as far as the trees, just chucking them. (laughs) He said, and then so the guy, this guy. Were these like satanic puppies? No, the witness, though, the witness apparently confronted the guy, because here's the second part of the quote. He said... Hey, I told my wife you don't have to call the police. You don't have to call them. <laughs> he, he told his wife he was going to whip these puppies. Running. I just, I think he's just overhand, like fastballing these things into some into the woods. That's probably you know twenty feet from where he's from, standing. from the side of the
0: road. Was right. he, so he's driving in his truck, right? Uh, Did he have a truck? A Volvo? I, I thought. I what thought, do priests drive I these days? The tr-
1: it's a pickup truck. I thought it was moving, but now that I look at this, I I don't think it was moving because they don't talk about a driver, right? But I think so. His truck is just sort of pulled off to the side of the road. There's some trees maybe 20 feet away. He's standing in the bed of his truck, just picking up puppies, you know, winding up, like, you know, Raleigh, and Raleigh fingers and just whipping these things out into the trees. I don't know if he's aiming for a tree or aiming between the trees, but regardless. It's Do they mention fucked. why? Well, um, the detective who tracked down the the pastor uh said they found the malnourished mother of the puppies so he's got this the dog that's the mom it's not even being taken care of uh there were still some puppies with the mom when they went to this guy's house but they didn't have any food or water around either they were you know on their at death's door um they took all the dogs to animal control um so this article is from some news station down there in Springfield uh uh Florida and so they Only went Only
0: in Florida this would happen.
1: A lot of my stories come from down there. Yeah, in that area, Florida's the like a I is... love that. It's a Seriously, hotbed yeah. bed. <laughs> of sickness and wrongness.
0: But so they so there's news a wealth of stories in Florida.
1: The story was written before uh you know anybody's gone to trial or anything, but the news uh uh station went to this dude's house. <laughs> so they went to the house to just talk to the guy and say, "Hey, you know, we're going to put this article on and you got to yeah, we want to give you a chance to So this to guy wasn't charged you... with anything? Not yet, not when this article was okay. written. Okay. But so they went to his house to get his side of the story. But when uh, reporter Jennifer Woe arrived at Cone's home, a livid man, not the pastor, pulled into the driveway and started yelling, cursing, and threatening to sue the station. His quote is Any footage that y'all put on the news that shows you that shows you was past the property line just know y'all getting it going to get it i don't know if, if they're gonna so whip this... the whip the reporter out of the back of a truck and some. was trees. he gonna start throwing puppies at the reporter i don't know he's like, it he says y'all going to get it
0: if he doesn't specify it
1: so this guy this guy that like ran them off the pastor's uh property he then sped away in reverse nearly hitting an oncoming vehicle <laughs> Who was this guy? They don't know. It was unclear if the man knew the pastor. <laughs> I assume it's a parishioner. He yeah, you know, it was a really parishioner, a
0: devoted parishioner, just like he was doing it for God.
1: Right. Um, so the first, the witness
0: who These saw... This, satanic puppies. Yeah, the
1: witness who saw this guy doing it, um, his final quote was, I just wonder what his parishioners are going to thre- think. It's just unbelievable. Just to haul buggy and leave them on the coldest night. It's just terrible. I don't know what haul buggy <laughs> means, but that's what he said. Um... <laughs>
0: Dude, I, I think they speak a different language in Florida.
1: I I think if I went down there, I wouldn't know what the fuck anybody was saying at any given time. So,
0: so okay, let me, let me get this straight. They had a bunch of malnourished puppies in this house. Obviously, the, the pastor didn't want the puppies in right. the house any longer. Maybe the wife wanted to keep the puppies. Right. And so they probably had like an argument, domestic was just dispute. like, no, god damn it. <laughs> no, I'm going to go whip them into the
1: woods. I guess. But he didn't take all of them. Some of me left. So I kind of thought like you did. I actually went on that online and did some uh, Bible research. There's, in the entire Bible, there are only, like, two passages that even mention dogs, and they're very, uh, they're not even very much detail. There's one about, like, dogs eating scraps from the table of, you know, some Jews in the Old Testament, and there's just something else in the New Testament that's even more vague. Did Jesus have a dog? No, apparently not. I mean... The thirteenth apostle or something,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but to Jesus's dog would have been a Lassie. badass. Right, could win any fight. Yeah, turning the other, you know. But I, I just don't understand what possessed this man. So what happened to him? Did cops go over there and bust the guy finally?
1: I don't. It doesn't say this article. You know, it just happened. That's not. It's the same problem we always have with these articles. They leave out the relevant details.
0: I know exactly. It's just like if I was that reporter, I would have delved into some more investigation here or something. He's a man of God. You can't question him. Did he give an, an explanation as to, to for his
1: actions? No, they tried to talk to him, <laughs> and then some other random dude told him to get the hell out of there. What's the name of his church? The First Anointed. It's called the the Anointed Church of God. I assume it's one of these little small churches, you know, that's that just like they just the hate size dogs. of a Seven Eleven or something. He's got some kind of problems. Maybe he should get a cat. Maybe he would like a cat.
0: I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe he would like a lamb, a lamb of God. So he whipped three puppies into the trees.
1: It doesn't really. It says several, so I'm
0: thinking several. To so me three means or four. four. Right. Yeah, three or four puppies just whipped into the trees. Right. By Jesus Christ, dude. Overhand.
1: They- <laughs> Going for distance straight and from, speed, straight
0: from his uh, his his pickup truck. Do you know what? That's probably some kind of sport in Florida. Puppy tossing. Yeah, puppy tossing. Yeah. See it how far you can throw the puppies. They, saw,
1: they probably still do it. You
0: know? Were these Rottweilers? Because that might have made sense. Remember there's the a, Omen. The Rottweilers a, were evil. Yeah. Maybe he saw. You know, he shaved one of the dogs. I don't know why he would have shaved
1: it, but saw. You know, the number of the beast. The number of the beast. Ass or something. They have a picture of one of the dogs. It's kind of a mutt. Dollars thing. to
0: donuts. He was doing it for Jesus.
1: I think if you're a pastor, you should be doing everything for Jesus or your your church is not getting its money it was worth.
0: Dude, that's definitely pretty wrong. It's pretty sick and it's pretty wrong. All right.
1: Um, giving? I, I'm giving this one, I think it's hilarious, I'm giving it a
0: eight and a half. Eight and a half is kind of high. I, I do see the humor in it because it's kind of funny that this guy was throwing the puppies, but he wasn't throwing them at his wife. Like if he had thrown them at his wife and killed her with the puppy's carcasses, I think I would give it a high score, like an eight and a half. And then neck fucked the puppy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got to neck fuck the puppy once it's dead, and then uh, blew the load on the wife. No, well, what I'm saying here is there's no there's no like there's no there's no graphic violence. But I guess there's violence. He's, he's fastballing these puppies. <laughs> That's he's violent. The puppies into the trees, but this I don't think say, the pu- I don't think the puppies lived. Well, you you don't know. No, you don't know. They, they could have ran off to a better life. They probably got eaten by gators, <laughs> <laughs> or Cajuns that live in the forest. A out little there.
1: furry helpless puppy to a gator is like a, a
0: Hershey's kiss. Dude, I'm gonna have to <laughs> give nice it. I'm gonna treat. have to give it just because it's funny. It's funny and it's pretty sick. I'm gonna give it a six. <laughs> oh, I'm, giving it a six. I'm giving it a six. I'm giving it a six. The important
1: thing is it beats your story.
0: Your you story is more beats violent. My, stories. my story involved. Multiple chokings, multiple stabbing, and eyes being removed. That's sick. That's pretty sick and wrong. But anyways, you know what? Let's open it to the the listening audience. Right.
1: One of these days, we're going to have to have
0: a tally. At the beginning of the show, we're going to have
1: to tally up all the podcasts. Maybe on 10, number 10, podcast 10, we'll tally
0: and see where we're at. And then you can just give me my five cases of beer. Well, it would be 10 cases. You know what I think we should do? It should be like, if we can't figure it out, just rock, paper, scissors. Right. I'll just throw and a just rock at right in your face, end. and
1: you'll jab me with some scissors in the eye. <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna go grab a puppy and wallop you over the head with it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, send us your vote, sick and wrong podcast at Hotmail.com dot com. Anyways, Lance, I was uh, checking through our email, and uh, we've been getting some emails from listeners, and uh, some people have been sending us questions about some stories. And you know, obviously, we don't know all the details of the stories. We're just working with what's you know printed in the article, right? We're not.
1: Uh, we're not reporters ourselves. We're not doing research. We're just reading. You know, we're, we're we're just
0: finding the sickest story. We're you know we're commentators. We're secondhand intermediaries. And it's antisocial behavior. You know, choking someone to death with a shoelace, smacking him over the head with an iron bar, and throwing puppies into a forest. That's just not you know normal behavior. But anyways, um, send us your article. Send us your comments. Send us your quotes. Uh, Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail dot com. Real quick before we get out of here, because I know uh, I got to take a shit, and I can already hear the music starting to play. Right. We got an email from a guy that I just wanted to thank him. I think his name was Charles or Craig or something. Uh,
1: it's Charles, um, and he had some information about the uh, this mass murder in Canada. Makes well, me kind of think he's from Canada.
0: Well, we were talking about that last podcast about how they, you know, Canada just found the serial killer who bested all of our serial killers by like you know 40 murders yeah i remember you were pretty worked up about it yeah i know because i always you know i'm a patriot at heart especially when it comes to serial killings
1: so that trial is still ongoing and uh because of that i guess canadian law they keep tight wraps on all the evidence so something we didn't know he says that they did not find any bodies at the farm they only found dna at evidence
0: so they're only tying him to these murders through DNA evidence. It appears so it's from, not proven. From, what,
1: from what Charles has told us, that's uh So the body
0: count isn't proven. Because right. I think you you had some figure like, what, he was being charged with 25 deaths, but it could be expected to 40. of like 60 or Suspected something like of 60 that. or something. But, I mean, with just the DNA evidence, who, who can say for sure?
1: Well, it makes me wonder if they didn't find any bodies, uh, but there's DNA evidence. Is there bodily fluids all over the place
0: or hair? I don't know. Oh, who knows? And so, what did uh, Charles? What was Charles' insight? Was saying that there's DNA evidence about it.
1: Uh, he also said
0: that I think maybe we mentioned
1: we thought it was some rich guy, you know, because a lot of serial killers are mm. rich dudes who kind of have like a vendetta. He he says that I don't know why he thinks this, but he thinks that's it this guy was just some hillbilly.
0: Oh, uh, just some hick, right?
1: Like we thought that we were talking about. He bought the farm to do this, and and from what Charles is saying. It sounds like maybe he just. This is the family farm. It's, it's like a Texas family. Chainsaw Massacre right. kind of
0: thing. Yeah, it's
1: carrying you know, on the family divisions.
0: Hey, Charles does seem to know a lot about it, so I'm willing to, uh, you know, conjecture here that he's probably Canadian. Yeah, it sounds like he's following it closely. Well, Charles, I guarantee that an American serial killer will best your Canadian serial killer. What? And he even names a serial killer by his name. Uh, Robert Picton. Robert Picton. What kind, of, what
1: kind of time frame do we have to to uh, rectify this?
0: Well, grievous, it's going to be an, it's going to be an, an ongoing saga here. Where the more information that unfolds about Robert Picton, I'm going to go online and find out some of the tally up some of our serial killers, and uh, maybe next show we can compare, contrast, and compare. Right. I don't know. Because, anyways,
1: because when you're talking about serial killers, it's not apples to apples. You know, you got there's there's other circumstances.
0: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of different I mean minutiae involved here. And so Charles sent us this uh sent us this email. I'd like to thank you for sending that to us. He also sent us a link to another article that I didn't even get a chance to read yet. I know I know it had something to do with like an airline. 180 murders in India. Oh, Pretty actually, sick.
1: It was, actually it was 380. Everybody on the plane died. 380 murders. I haven't had a lot of uh, opportunity to research this too, but uh, some of the uh, high points are, you know, all all 380 people on this plane died. It was a a, a Sikh, uh, you know, the, whatever that religion is, and uh, apparently it was the costliest Canadian trial. I think he's trying to go for the you know extremes like this was the we we're talking about the largest uh most prolific serial killer this is the costliest trial ever it took 20 years to convict this guy they did convict him his name was inderjit singh rayat but then they only gave him 10 years 10
0: years for 380
1: deaths it was the costliest canadian trial it took 20 years to convict him and then they just gave him 10 years
0: dude you know what 380 they, people died You know what they think They got the, the Okay they might have Their health care down Up there And they, and they, they have might have Great serial killers <laughs> they, they might have Serial killers That reported In some areas Kill a lot of people And yeah and they, and they legalize weed But you know what They don't have The judicial process Down yet
1: They really need to learn How to punish a fucker
0: Yeah exactly You should send Cheney Up there With some bird shot. Right. I'll teach him a lesson. Go quail hunting. Anyways, we got to get out of here, but uh, stay tuned next week for uh, podcast, what are we, number eight?
1: Next one will be eight.
0: And I'd like to thank the Reach Around Foundation for bringing this lovely show to light and for hosting it. And uh, until then, take care. Good night.